0: Amen. As we can turn to our attention to the word of the Lord today, Matthew, the first chapter, Um, starting with verse 18, the word of the Lord says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. What a, what a promise, what an what a encounter that was that day. And we are the result of Jesus dying for our sins. Amen. We are blessed and we're thankful for that. Amen. Amen. I want to preach to you for a little bit from this title, The Herald of the highest, the herald of the highest. Turn to a few people, uh, greet them, and welcome them as you're seated today. Amen. I know uh, Christmas doesn't fall on Sunday too uh, often every every few years, Um, but believe it or not, the next time that this is going to happen is in the year 2033. You're going to be 11 years older when this happens again, if this happens again. This could be the last one. This could be our last Sunday Christmas service. Think on that for a little bit. Um, this is obviously the time of the year where the world uh, turns uh, some of its attention to Jesus. Uh, he is hidden amongst all the other uh, characters and decor and, and other things that are going on. Uh, but at least to some degree, there is some attention that is still left, that is turned to Jesus um, not because of presents or evergreens, but because we are here to celebrate uh, the, the sa- our Savior's birth. And we don't want to get caught up in the culture of this world where they, they pay lip service to our Lord Jesus once or twice a year. Uh, we should be celebrating our Lord's birth every day, as we celebrate His death every day and His resurrection every day. Uh, so to, to to bottle it up in just one day out of the year is is not good enough for me. But I want to be a worshiper of Jesus Christ each and every day, uh, because that is when He is deserves every single day. Um, he came to save us from our sins. And we'll be rejoicing with the angels now, today, and tomorrow, and next week, and next month, and next year, because he deserves praise every single day. The angels just don't wake up on Christmas and say, now it's the time to sing holy, holy, holy. No, the Bible says that every day, all day long, they're worshiping God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And so uh, we don't need just one day to do that. We need every single day to do that uh, because the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Not just today, Not just on Easter, but every day, all days are worthy of praise. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised by somebody in this world. And it might as well be me. It might as well be you. doesn't matter what day it falls on. His name's going to be praised. That is the most important thing to happen today is Jesus gets worship. Jesus gets praise uh, because he is worthy of it all. And we're not going to let a rock take our place. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus. Amen. I know many people say that this is their favorite time of the year, and I wonder if that is because uh, people actually focus more about Jesus, or it's just a time of giving and time of family time together. Um, but there are uh, images and signs uh, out there posting about uh, the reason of the season, the, the manger scenes, and and all of these things, but um, uh, come a week or two from now, those things will be gone. It'll all be gone, put away, stored up, thrown away, uh, taken down, folded up. Uh, uh, All the signs pointing to Jesus are going to be removed. But you know what still is out there? I've still seen political signs that haven't been taken down. I've, see, I've still seen Trump 2020 signs out there, and I'm not, I'm not here to talk politics, but that sign's three years old, and it's still up on people's yards and fences and houses and all these things. Why can't we leave Christmas signs up for three, four, five years long? I think this world would probably be a better place, I mean, if we kept Jesus the forefront of our minds and of our society as opposed to all these politicians and all these other signs. Amen. And so the more that chaos ensues in this world, the more that we actually need Jesus. We don't need to put him, fold them up and put them in a box, but manger scenes should be out every day of the year to remind us of uh, why we are here and what, what blessings that we have that God has given us. Uh, and so today we're talking about the Herald of the Highest. Herald means a proclamation or announcement, um, and obviously uh, talking about. The announcement of our Lord Jesus um, and so uh, I decided to, I felt to look into um, the, the, the Bible story that we all know, we're all familiar with um, and, and began to study and look at the responses of people about the birth of Jesus. How did people respond and how did they react to the message or the announcement or the proclamation uh, of Jesus being born. And I, 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 I was able to whittle it down and put it in about three different types of groups of people and uh, obviously more time and more looking into it, you can split it into even more groups than that. But we're going to look at uh, the three different types of groups uh, where people responded and how they responded to the birth of Jesus. Matthew, the second chapter, verse one, it says, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. And when King Herod, uh, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born, because he wanted to go worship him. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. And so the, the, this describes the first group of people and their responses to the announcement, the herald of the highest um, and the first person that we see the response is uh, Herod the king, and the Bible says Herod the king was troubled. He heard the news, and he was troubled. He was bothered. Something stirred up inside of him, and he was, it, it didn't uh, sit right with him. He was, it, it was bothered by this, and this was King Herod, uh, Herod the great. He wasn't Herod the Great because of his great personality. He wasn't Herod the Great because of all his uh, philanthropy and and all his giving to uh, the community and and helping efforts. No, uh, he was Herod the Great solely because of the great things that he built. The architecture and the buildings and cities and he built entire Caesarea Philippi. He built that city. Uh, and uh, he expanded the temple mount uh, that we see today. He, he expanded that to the size it is now. And he built many other things. Uh, um, he built a, a, a magnificent palace in, in, in Masada, uh, the side of a mountain. It's uh, amazing. Uh, and so uh, Herod the Great was not loved and liked by people. So he had to do something to, to fill up his own reputation. He, stood, he decided to build big things and, and, and uh, immaculate buildings and architecture so that he can at least leave his legacy uh, of being a great, a great builder because they, he didn't want anyone else to, to know of what he was actually like. Herod the Great, he killed his father-in-law. He was so great. Herod the Great was so great he killed many of his wives. Herod the Great was so great, such a nice person that he killed even two of his sons. Because he was threatened, felt threatened by them. So he just kill them. So we know that Herod the Great was not a great man. He was uh the Roman-installed king of the Jews. He was the king of the Jews. King Herod was the king of the Jews. He was over Judea, Israel area. Uh, and so he was the king of the Jews. And so now you can maybe understand why he may have been troubled. When wise men came from the east and said, where is the king of the Jews? When Herod's the king of the Jews... And by by mere uh, uh, threat or or intimidation from his own sons, he killed them because he was the king. And so then he begins to get get everybody together. Where is this king of the Jews? Because I want to know where he is. And what did he tell the wise men? When you find him, come and let me know that we may come and worship him as well. And so King Herod was troubled at the news of the birth of our Savior. Didn't sit well with him, and he was not pleased at that news. But he was not the only one that was troubled. The Bible says all of Jerusalem was troubled. All of Jerusalem. You mean to tell me the city that God decided to place his name on? They were troubled at the news of hearing the birth of Jesus. Now, maybe they were not troubled for the same reason that Herod was troubled, but we're, we're not told why, but we're just told that they were troubled with him. And, and how, as, as hated as Herod was, can you imagine being grouped in with Herod? That's what the Bible says. Herod's troubled and all of Jerusalem, they're all together now. They're all together. Their response to the, the herald of the highest uh, now groups them in with the most wicked man at the, t- in the time. Because they were troubled at the response. And, and maybe, uh, probably most likely they were troubled for a different reason is because they maybe missed it. They missed somehow that they missed it, and uh, I don't know what they were looking at or not paying attention, but all of a sudden wise men from the east show up and, and say, where is he that's been born? And, and you can hear uh, a hard, uh, slow swallow in the, in the high priest and saying, what are you talking about? And so they were troubled probably because they missed this opportunity uh, for their Messiah, believed to be Messiah. And so they were all troubled. And so if you're going to miss the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, then you're going to be troubled no matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're King Herod or or a Jew. If you miss out on Jesus, you're going to be troubled and your soul's going to be troubled. And you get put into the same group as King Herod. And it doesn't matter what tribe you're from. If you're from the tribe of Judah the same tribe that that Jesus came out of it doesn't matter if you're from his same tribe or even the same family branch if you miss out on Jesus guess what you're missed out and you're part of the group that uh, doesn't end up well for those because those uh, are not looking for the return or coming of Jesus Christ they're gonna be troubled in this life and in the next life if you miss out on Jesus Christ so we don't want to we don't want to be troubled at any news or any word that comes from God. We want to be accepting and say, God, we're looking forward to hearing from you. We want to see you, Jesus. We don't want to miss out on what you have in store. We we want to be there and to see and to witness all that you have. So there were people that were troubled at the news of Jesus' birth. In the second group, these people I labeled them, they were sign seekers and attendees, sign seekers and attendees. We see this um, Luke, the second chapter, and they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, "'Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, "'which shall be to all people. "'Unto you this is born this day in the city of David a Savior, "'which is Christ the Lord. "'And this shine shall be unto you. "'Shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, "'lying in a manger.' And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, goodwill, peace, uh, goodwill, peace, goodwill towards men. It came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, they, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they had made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told of to them by the shepherds. This is a whole other group you can uh, you can put in there. These the, uh, the people of Bethlehem heard the news and they just sat there and wondered about it. That's a whole other group, I guess. Uh, it doesn't. We're not told they really did anything. Um, uh, but that's not what we're talking about today. Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they heard and seen and it, as it was told unto them. It, and so um, the, the shepherds uh, got a, a, a wake-up call that night. Uh, they got interrupted by uh, the heavenly host, uh, the signs from heaven and uh, hearing choirs of angels uh, singing glory to God in the highest. And, and there was no doubt that they had a visitation from God and they couldn't really get around it or get away from what had transpired that night. And so after all the, the heavens silenced and, and, and went back to normal, they said, well, let's just go check it out. Are you kidding me? You better go check it out. After you, you, what you just witnessed, I'd hope that's the least you do is to go search it out and to find it. And we know that they uh, did that, and uh, they actually spread abroad. They told people as they're coming and going what they had witnessed uh, and heard about. And hopefully, many others visited, him, visited Jesus that night. But we're not told that. Uh, We are told that many people wondered about those things. And and so uh, the the shepherds uh, got the signs from heaven. They they heard things from heaven. They heard the voices and songs and singing, and they they saw these things. Uh, uh, Supernatural events occurred and got their attention and got them to where Jesus was. The other group of people that also were sign seekers, were the wise men themselves, as they saw his star uh, in the east, and they began to follow after the sign in the star. Um, and Matthew 2 and 9 picks that up. And when they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and it fell down and worshipped him. When they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country uh, another way. And so here, uh, the wise men, they saw things in the heavens, um, and they heard things, Um, But what it seems like is the shepherds and the wise men, these signs and wonders uh, got them to where uh, they needed to be, where Jesus was. That's what drew them there. Um, And it kind of seems like at the end of their experience, they left happy, they left touched, they left feeling blessed But it seems like that was it. I mean, we're not told the rest of their stories or what the rest of their life what they did, but we know uh, shepherds showed up one night. Uh, the wise men showed up when they finally got there, and they gave frankincense and myrrh, and they and they worshipped and they bowed down and they they did all these great things and they saw uh, they saw Jesus and they they worshipped him and and what a what a moment, what a what an experience that they encountered and had, and they left feeling happy and joyful and and, and feeling and blessed but what my question is what happened after that that was it that was the 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 pinnacle of their encounter with Jesus was wow what a what a what a what a time what a, what a what a service we got together for what 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 a what an opportunity that we can come and to feel that and uh, uh, and I, I'm not trying to make most of the Christmas cast members out to be uh, lukewarm or bad people, but I'm generally curious uh, what happened to the rest of their life. Was there, was the rest of their life impacted and changed by that one encounter with Jesus, or did they just kind of walk out like, man, that was nice? There is no indication of anything more. No indication of them even wanting more. Sure, they had a divine experience and a divine encounter, but uh, really how, how impacted was their soul from that encounter with the Lord of heaven and earth made in a human body, laying there, being able to see uh, God manifested in flesh. And, and what did they take away from that? Man, that was nice. That was nice. They got to see Emmanuel, God with us, the almighty God, and it kind of seems like, well, that was it. Let's go back home. Traveled all this way, thousands of miles, however far the wise men did, and fell at the feet of, of the creator himself and gave him gifts, and then they said, well, praise be to God, and let's go back home now. Maybe we'll get another invitation to come out or see him. You see, we can come here for an experience and get just that. Or we can come into a place and say, I got to get a hold of Jesus. I don't just don't want to leave here the same way that I came. But God, it's got to be different this time. My life has to be changed. My my soul has to be filled and impacted. I just don't want to show up and hear the crowd and choir and jo- participate in the songs and, and see all, all this happen and just walk out here and say, wow, that was a nice service. No, there's got to be something more to this than just another service Just another time where we get together and sing praises to God. There's got to be something deeper that we're long for, that it doesn't matter what day it falls on, that we got to get closer to Jesus Christ. So many people like to show up for just an outward experience. And they feel good when they leave and they feel the presence of God and they clap and they're cheerful and they're joyful. There wasn't any difference in the shepherds that night, but I want to have something that is longer lasting than just a few goosebumps on a Sunday afternoon. No, I got to have something that stirs my soul that I wake up the next day and say, God, I got to find you again. I got to seek you out. I got to find where your presence is so that I can be there because it's more than just showing up and singing a few songs and and saying praises and worship, but it's got to be more than that. My soul needs more than that, just another religious service. So there is a difference. There's a difference in just showing up as opposed to getting a hold of God. And here, the wise men and the shepherds, one of the few people ever recorded in scripture to actually see uh, this encounter. And they just walked away happily. I sure hope that their lives were forever changed. And not just from a memory. But I hope that their souls were stirred that, hey, I just don't want to leave Jesus in that manger, but I got to get Jesus in my life, that I begin to search him out more than I used to. Why? Because of that one experience that led me to a a deeper walk with Jesus Christ. That's what we need uh, to go deeper with God and not just to leave him in the manger. And so, so many people will show up for the signs and the experience and just to show up to attend a a service and say, yeah, I was there that night, I I got the postcard, I bought the t-shirt, I was one of the ones that got to see Jesus lying in a manger and so uh, that's nice you got the postcard and it's nice that you were there, but did anything else happen? Not talking externally, but did anything happen on the inside? Did your soul get, was your soul troubled that, God, uh, I'm this close to you. I, I can touch you with my hands, and, and, and I can worship you this close, and I'm just going to walk away. Not really impacted deep down inside. And so the, 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 the sign seekers and attendees, the shepherds and the wise men, they were there but where are they now where are they now the bible tells us even in the last days that there will still be sign seekers and attendees matthew 7:21 not everyone that saith unto me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he did do with the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. See, the world is full of sign seekers and attendees. The world is full of religious people that show up and, and go through the motions, but that's not what Jesus is looking for. Jesus is looking for somebody that says, i got to get a hold of Jesus. I'm not here for the signs and wonders. i got to get a hold of my Savior, the, the one who fills my soul, that, that can lead me and guide me uh, every step of the way that will change my life like never before. That's what it's all about. Now, probably up to this point in our life and all of our understanding of what happened around the birth of Jesus, we might think uh, that the shepherds and the wise men that they responded well, that they, they were they did their job, and that they're they're everywhere in in the scenes, in the manger scenes. You got the wise men and shepherds excuse me, shepherds are there and, and they're part of this great story. And it is a great story. But I want to take the, the last group of people, I want to look at people where they had a different response than the shepherds. Something happened different than the shepherds or the wise men. And yet they're not really ever talked about in a Christmas story Even though the shepherds and wise men, they worshipped him and they praised him and they gave him gifts. All of those things are appropriate and, and as expected to do. But if that was the end of the story, it would be a good story. But the problem is, we can also see in scripture that other things, people had different things happened. During this same time, in the same baby Jesus. And things were different. Luke 2 and 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. So stop the tape right there. There's already something that's different about this man. It says the Holy Ghost was upon him, and, and, and this is eight days after, Jesus is eight days old. This is one week after the shepherds saw him, and so it's not like Jesus uh, is any different than he was a week ago. Uh, a one-day-old and an eight-day-old, there's not going to be that much difference in the baby. But here I feel that there's something different about this man simply because how, how how Luke introduces him. He says the Holy Ghost was upon him. Now why didn't it say about anybody else? The Holy Ghost was upon the shepherd. Or the Holy Ghost was upon the wise men. No, it, to me, there's indicators, there's something deeper about this man right here. If the Holy Ghost was already upon him and, and been hovering over his life, it, it doesn't say that about the wise men. There's something different about this man. And it was re- revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not seek death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do him after the custom of the law. And so it wasn't by coincidence that Simeon was there that day. Of all the babies lined up for for dedication that day in the temple, uh, it just so happens that Simeon is there at the same time and at the same place where baby Jesus is being brought to the temple. Simeon, he didn't need a sign to get there. He doesn't need a bright shining star. No, the Bible says the Holy Ghost led him there. The Spirit was upon him. And so there's something deeper going on in Simeon's life that he was really looking for. For the baby Jesus. Why? Because his life had already been changed by the Spirit of God. And he was looking, uh, laughter, finding where is this baby Jesus? Where is my Savior that I can see him? And before I die, I'm going to see the Lord's salvation. And the Spirit drew Simeon there. We don't need any kind of signs to get us to Jesus. No. All you need is a hunger. A Holy Ghost hunger. And it will drag you. It will lead you right where Jesus Jesus Christ is, it doesn't matter where it is in the city or outside the city. If you're hungry for God, the Holy Ghost will lead you right to where Jesus is so that you can see him and experience him and encounter him with your own eyes. Simeon didn't need to go to King Herod. Where's Jesus at? No, all Simeon did was, God, I'm I'm seeking your face again today. God, I'm feeling your spirit moving me today. And guess what happened? One day the Holy Ghost says, Now's today. Day's a day. Go down to the temple. Why? You're gonna see me. You're gonna see me in human form. You're gonna see me as a baby. You don't need any signs in a, a star in the sky or any angels to tell you that. No, you're hungry enough and I will lead you right to where I am. Something different about Simeon than, than the shepherds and the wise men is because the Holy Ghost has already had a hold of his life, and he doesn't need anybody else to tell where to go. He followed after the Spirit, and he got to hold Jesus. What a response. Not just... Uh, it doesn't just boil down to that one day, that one moment, that coincidence, but there was a life that Simeon had that he was hungry every single day. I needed to see you. I need to get a hold of you. I need to get into your presence, Lord. And, and finally, he was blessed with enough uh, with enough blessing to be able to hold the baby Jesus. Uh, Jesus will take you where he wants you to go. If we're willing to listen, if we're willing to submit ourselves to the Holy Ghost, that is what we need in our life, more than any kind of religious service or Good feeling and experience. We need to hear and get a touch from the Holy Ghost. Musicians, if you would come, Luke two and twenty eight. Then he took him up in his arms and blessed God, said, "Now let us, thou, thy servant, depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes has seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, and a light to lighten the Gentiles, and the glory of thy people Israel." And so uh, uh, Simeon was led by the Spirit. And his response to seeing Jesus was completely different than the shepherd's response, the wise men's response. It was a deeper, a deep response. that came from the soul, out of his belly, uh, as they yearned to see in the whole baby Jesus. Meanwhile, the sign seekers and attendees were just like, Hey, yeah, hey, Jesus. Let me take a selfie with Jesus. And while Simeon was like, Oh, Lord, I get to see you. I get the whole here's the salvation of the Lord right before my eyes. The deeper response from Simeon, and if you continue on, uh, the Bible talks about uh, another person that just so happened to be there that day. Her name was Anna. She was a prophetess. The Bible says, "Who served God with fasting. And prayers night and day. And she just happened to be there too. When Jesus was brought to the temple to be dedicated in Jerusalem at that day, among the thousands of people there, she got to see God manifested in the flesh as an eight-day-old little baby. There were no signs that and led, led her there. There was no angelic choir and heavenly hosts that said, Hey, you need to go over there and here. No. What was what led her there was her hunger for God and the, the drawing of the Spirit as God spoke to her as she uh, served God with fasting prayers day and night. And so uh, there was a deeper walk that she had with God, and he led her right to him that day. And so that's what it's all about. We don't need any, any billboard to remind us of who Jesus is. We don't need uh, 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 somebody else's uh, description, no. We need to have our own encounter with Jesus. We got to find him in the manger. We got to find him in the grave. We got to find him as, after he's resurrected and he'll come to live inside of us. That is what we need to do and not just uh, go through the motions of some, other, some, some religious ceremony like the other people do. But there's something deeper with God. If you stand with me today. Last one we see who wasn't troubled like King Herod or all of Jerusalem, wasn't a sign seeker, wasn't just an attendee at a religious event. But she, like Simeon, had a different encounter with Jesus. Luke 1 and 39, Mary arose in those days, went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, that the babe in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and she spake out with a loud voice and said blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb and so Elizabeth she didn't even see Jesus she didn't even see him Mary just walked in the room and she felt him there she felt something and uh, the baby is John the Baptist baby inside he started jumping and, and leaping for joy and Mary Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost she didn't even get to see him in the manger and she was filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, there's more to Jesus than just a church service. God wants to fill each and every person with the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait for a certain time or day. No, He wants to pour out His Spirit in your life today. You don't need any signs. You don't need any heavenly hosts or angels to tell you, no, you got to have hunger in your heart. And He is not very far from every one of us. If we reach out to Him with our whole heart, God will be there with us. Why don't we work, close out this service today? And why don't we begin to just seek him? Just to close our eyes. And God, we don't need any, anything else, God. We just want you, Jesus. Lord, we want your spirit in our life. We were hungry for more of you, God. Come on. He's here today. Not just to leave a, a, a little touch, but he wants to fill you with his spirit today. What better day to get the Holy Ghost than on Christmas Day on a Sunday? Come on, let's worship the Lord together. Come on, these altars have opened. If you will come, there's something you need from God. He's here today. Don't just leave with a touch,
1: leave with Jesus.
0: you, Lord. Not just here, God, but every day, God. We need to find you, Lord, to seek after you, Jesus, because we're nothing without you, God. We wouldn't be here without you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you want a lasting impact in your life, it can't come from a sign It can't come from a a, a heavenly choir. It can't come from the pastor trying to light a fire under you. What it's going to come from is you hearing from God yourself. That your own hunger drives you. God, I got to find you. Where are you today? Lead me to you in Jerusalem. Lead me to the temple where you're at. The Holy Ghost will lead you. The Holy Ghost will keep you. The Spirit, God, will guide you, instruct you in all righteousness. That's what you need to get a hold of. Can't can't sit around and wait for some kind of event to to to, to, to happen get you going it's never gonna let it may get you going but it's not gonna last we see it sign seekers and attendees they had they had the biggest signs available we're not told what happened to them but we do see a few people that were so hungry for God that God gave God gave Elizabeth the Holy Ghost even before he poured it out to anybody else he says you can't get the Holy Ghost yet I'm not I haven't been dead yet I haven't been resurrected yet, but yet Mary, John got the Holy Ghost. Jesus can do things for you if you're really hungry enough. He can bypass things if, he's, if you're hungry enough. So that hunger has to be ignited inside your own soul. I can't light your soul on fire. Only you and Jesus can do that. And if we do that, we're going to see things that we've never seen before. We're not looking for scenes, things, we're looking for Jesus. And if we have him, we have everything. Amen? Amen. So good to see you all today. Thank you for coming out. God bless you all. Have a Merry Christmas. we got cookies and drinks out there. Greet one another. Encourage one another. We'll see you back next Sunday. We have a one service at 11 o'clock next Sunday. And this Thursday as well. God bless you
1: all.